1: Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Is anybody else hot in here? I know it's really cold outside and there's no kind of atmosphere, but I feel a little bit warm. Oh, (laughs) well, look at that. Look at my t-shirt, it's the most devastating move in all of sports, entertainment, the surprise roll up and incredibly, you can buy this on Pro Wrestling Tees right now. Was that a cheap plug? You bet your ass. Now let's get back onto more important matters and I can stop being an absolute shill. Hello, my name is Simon Miller. I have no morals and I'm a piece of crap, but I always have the finger of power, so you're gonna have to deal with it. And given that Raw did just give us a show, I thought I would give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. If everybody says that doesn't make any sense, well does life? No, it does not. The Usos and Solas of Co are out to kick off Raw this week, and riddle me this, dear friend. When was the last time they did come out without Sami Zayn? I can't remember it. But he wasn't here they were basically out to brag as well what they did do to kevin owens on smackdown they said yeah we sent a message And i was like oh my gosh imagine if every single message had to be sent this way i'd get to christmas and be like i don't want to go through it jimmy and j also told us that next week given that it is the 30th of raw anniversary show every single member of the bloodline is going to be there to acknowledge Roman Reigns. Now, on one hand, you absolutely know something massive is going to go there, and two, but also, on this hand, the more speculative and nerd geek hand, I guess The Rock could turn up. He's kind of part of the bloodline, but I don't expect it. The also promised to beat the Judgment Day for the Raw version of their tag team titles, because we are teasing that now. And I can only suppose the Judgment Day were backstage going, right, I tell you, if they say our name, we're going out there. Because as soon as they did other ah, words here they were these guys are just so good too because not only did rhea ripley come out and say uh oh, excuse me we run monday night raw but finn Balor was like and we won that match last week thanks to x condom so i was like well that's it we may as well shut down 2023 because it's already peaked also i think they knew what they were doing here x condom condom I don't know if that was true, but it made me laugh. Damien Priest also then promised once again that they will get the Raw versions of the tag team titles back to Mondays. This is getting very confusing. And he had a question. He was like, listen to me, dear Bloodline. You keep coming to Raw, but you're always ducking us, and I wonder why this is. That's like, Damien, you kind of sound like you just need a big hug. No, so he also got involved, and that's when Jimmy Uso called him Little Machismo and reminded him, hey, Do you remember how our legendary run started? We beat you and your daddy for the tag team titles. I was like, yeah, that is very true. Dominic then took over and was all like, listen, Jimmy, listen, Jay, you wouldn't last a minute behind bars. So once again, I was on the floor. Then he turned to Sola Sokoa and went, oh, and as for you, you nothing but a fake. I was like, dummy boy, you shouldn't have done it. Instantly, Sola got in his face, because that's what he does do. When Rhea Ripley kind of pushed him out the way, and she stared a O'Koha down, and I tell you this, and I mean it 100% from my Tootsie Toes. You could book that as the main event of WrestleMania on night one, and then do it again WrestleMania night two, and I wouldn't complain. I need to see it tomorrow. Dominic uses to take a cheap shot on Sokoa. So, of course, a massive brawl broke out. And eventually, Sola and Rhea were looking at each other again. And just when it seemed like Ripley was going to take a shot and Sokoa was like, come on then, let's go. Mustafa Ali teleported into the ring and he took out Sola from the top rope. Now, of course, these two were about to have a match. But I was like, who? booked that. All you're doing is making everyone frustrated at Mustafa Raleigh. This was so much fun though, and as always, when the Bloodline are involved, no matter who their opponents are, everybody just understands their roles. Also, Prison Dominic is the greatest creation of our times. Screw the iPhone. I'm giving it up. And then Sola Sokoa, basically murdered. Mustafa Ali, <laughs> of course he did. Fuso's also got involved halfway through, so Kevin Owens' music hit and he came to the ring to stop that, and while Ali used this to get a tornado DDT, he then went for the 450, Solar moved out of the way, he hit it with that big old spike, And he got the one, two, three. Owens was then back to get more revenge and he was going to throw Sola Sokoa through Alan the announce tables because he did that to him on SmackDown. Plus he was beating up the Usos and he probably would have gotten away from this if it wasn't for those meddling kids or Adam Pearce and his goon squad. So that did absolutely rock because we are setting up Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Now he has some momentum. Also, the bones of the match was very good because Sola looked like such an animal. So I am giving it an up. But why does Mustafa really have to get thwomped every single time? And At first, I was also a bit like, I thought he was going to do something with Dolph Ziggler. Now, we do get that later, but now I just think that Dolphy boy is going to thwomp him too. And the only thwomping you should be doing is in Super Mario down. Speaking of Ziggler as well, he is also going to be involved in a multi-man match later, with the winner becoming the number one contender for the US Championship. And it is Dolph, take it on Seth Rollins, take it on Baron Corbin, take it on The Miz, taking on Bobby Lashley, take it on Finn Balor, and I'm sorry, but no. Ever wonder why a man is staring at you down a camera lens pretending to be the WWE Champion while also wearing a giraffe on his head? Well, sometimes, much like in wrestling, stuff just happens. So if you do too feel the struggles like a giraffe sitting on a bald man's cranium and then Slowly falling to the floor, which was never meant to happen, please do give us a call at 0800 Stuff Just Happens. As always, there is somebody waiting to take your call. Anyway, Lashley was here talking about this match and said that he is going to win the thing and beat Austin Theory for the US Championship. And given what does happen in that main event, this should happen and we should reunite the Hurt Business. We are gonna talk about it. We then just had the best new Cody Rhodes video after this and it got me so pumped in my loins. Ooh, lally. He also announced that he will be returning at the Royal Rumble, so straight away people are like, well, why did he announce this? Why didn't he come back as a surprise? Well, I'm gonna tell you, why? One, we already did the surprise return when he came back to WWE proper at WrestleMania last year. And as I keep barking on about, when we did this with Triple H back in 2002, when he came back, he got one of the craziest welcomes ever. So now we can just build this up, we can build this up, we can build this up. When we do get to the premium live event and people will lose their damn minds and out the other end, Cody will be a bigger star than ever. It also means we can be massive nerds and go, maybe this means there's an even bigger surprise at the Royal Rumble, which is always fun. And the last question is whether Road should win the Royal Rumble or not. And I already did a video about this. I'd appreciate it if you watch it right now. And the answer is yes. So I liked all of this and now I shall anticipate that date. Also, the American Nightmare is back. Up. Elias was then speaking to Byron Saxton and making out like he was in the Royal Rumble. So I was like, right, Quite clearly, he's not a massive nerd because he hasn't had to qualify. He then did get thrown into that bracket because MVP interrupted him and he was all like, oh man, you're going to have to take somebody on from the Royal Rumble who's going to win the Royal Rumble or some kind of nonsense. And basically, Elias thought the MVP was talking about himself. I thought he was taking out Bobby Lashley. And nobody was right. Elias also said that nobody cares about Umvup because he hasn't been relevant in years. And basically, it's going to be Elias versus the maybe but maybe not winner of the 2023 Royal Rumble. And once again, we'll get to that. But actually, when you do tie it all together, it's pretty good. The Street Profits versus Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander was next. That was really quite random. MVP was back out to watch this as well as we continue to tease the Hurt Business. And I can see what we're doing here. Essentially, we're going to have Alexander and Benjamin lose and lose and lose. So they're like, please, will you really like the Hurt Business so we can win? And while I would have gone the other way and started them having victory so they have some momentum, this works too. But honestly, this was yet another tease that we are putting this group back together. And if you watched ups and downs before, I need that in my life. I'm weird. The other thing we do need to talk about is Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Because they are kind of directionless right now. And they absolutely shouldn't be. Like we all know the deal with Montez. He has all the potential in the world. But over the last few years, or the year I should say, Angelo Dawkins is so damn good. Once again, he was just being so athletic here. So somebody needs to come up with some plans for them quick. We was had a dive section when Ford hit one on Shelton. So Alexander hit one on Montez when Angelo saw this he was like well I'm going to hit a dive onto everyone so while diving was very much 2022 wrestling I think we now need to pull it into 2023 it ain't going anywhere and look yes there was some hoo-ha when Dawkins was going to do his spinning splash in the corner and MVP was meant to grab Cedric and pull him out the way but basically he was too late but for some reason Alexander sold this anyway but mistakes do happen we're only human but MVP still distracted so his boys could take over and after Cedric Alexander hit a knee and it looked like he was going to win, Dawkins reversed it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And he got the win. So bring down the board. That is sixth across all of wrestling. We're not even out of January yet. But also I do want to say this was just a super fun match. Everybody involved just has something to it. And I hope as we do go through the year, we can give them fun and entertaining things to do. for Academy then found the judgment day backstage and they weren't very happy. Because they were like, in that gauntlet match last week, given that you got injured Finn Balor, you should have been medically disqualified. I agree. I was then bragging about being in jail again and talking about hitting the weights and I was like, oh my gosh, it's just so good because he's such an absolute goober. When Chad Gable responded, well, I'm not surprised you did go to jail because when it comes to the system, you need to be strong of heart and strong of mind and you, my friend, are neither. Gable also said when he eventually winds back up in the slammer, he should apply for a course at the Alpha Academy. When Dominic responded, oh man, Chad, you don't know what they do to people like you in jail. So once again, it just keeps getting better and better and better. I mean, it absolutely was the most nonsensical conversation we've had in ages and it's going to lead to the judgment day versus the alpha academy later and basically dominic and chad were trying to out goof each other and never forget goofy wrestling for life i know i'm pushing it now i'm an absolute moron honestly this tickled me
0: Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry,
1: and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar
0: brands.
1: Feels like we're getting to the end of the feud. Cause space called Bail's out early and when she didn't arrive, she was all like, oh, I bet she's being a Karen backstage to management. When damage control did come out and Bailey was like, My name's not Karen, it's Bailey. So as always, I was loving it. Bailey then told Lynch she didn't have any friends, so I was like, are you two actually children? So Lynch then responded saying, Well, Bailey, you peaked in 2015. And this is when we started talking about who got called up to the main roster back then. Things got super duper serious because Becky reminded us that while she did get to make the hot before Bailey, this actually worked against her because Bailey was the shining light, Bailey was the foking point, Bailey was the star, and that's what they wanted to do with her down NXT. Whereas Becky Lynch on Raw and SmackDown was totally lost. That's when Bex decided she had to work twice as hard as everybody else and when she did do this, not only did she become the man but she went on to Wrestlemania and became the first women to ever win the main event. Both disagreed with her and said, well you only became the man because another woman punched you in the face and I was like, that's not really an insult, that's just a statement of fact. But Becky Lynch basically laughed this off and said, alright, why don't we have one more match? Why do we do it next week? And why don't we do it in a steel cage? Bailey also sold this like, I don't want to do it, but of of course she talked herself into it anyway and I actually think this is pretty good because if we do culminate this program on next week's Raw, Raw 30, it means both of them can be in the Raw Rumble and when it comes to the Raw Rumble you want as many stars as possible. So I thought this was all right I still think the feud as a whole has somewhat kind of missed the mark but look they are both top tier professional wrestlers and that match is gonna rule up. Then Mustafa Ali finally found Dolph Ziggler and punched him in the face. I mean, it didn't help that Ali got destroyed earlier, but he did find Ziggles and was all like, I didn't forget what you did to me. And when Dolph was like, would you just leave me alone, you absolute idiot? He beat him up. Mustafa also said, do I have your attention now? I was like, well, of course you do. You absolute fool. You just beat up a man. You definitely got his attention. And then we found out who MVP was talking about earlier you've probably already figured out, it was Omar. Now it is a bit odd that we haven't seen him in ages and all of a sudden Vince McMahon is back among the fold and a big giant does appear on Raw. And while this match was a bunch of nothing, cause like I've already said, it ties into so many other elements, it does have me stroking my non-existent, not very good beard. The match itself was kind of just there, like MVP was interfering and the lives was being like, I don't want to fight you cause you are so big. And eventually he took the tree slab, one, two, three, and now I believe Omos is going into the Royal Rumble, whereas the Drifter is out. Sucks to be him. However, as we've already talked about, we've had so much with MVP, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander on the show. And Omos, with everybody else, ties directly into the main event. So if this isn't WWE saying, the herd Business is coming back, you better watch this space. It just means they're trolling us. I like to believe that WWE doesn't do that anymore. So as a way to bring back the giant and to have him win and to put him in the Royal Rumble, I am giving it a very tentative up. If I get screwed over, I'm going to cry. Then this happened again because there are no rules to help you get in the Royal Rumble and there should probably be some Raw. Because Adam Pierce and Byron Saxton were talking about Raw 30, and Pierce was all like, oh, I tell you, it's gonna be a fantastic show, you wanna watch it. When Tozawa walked in and basically yelled, I wanna be in the Raw Rumble. So Adam said to him, well, I tell you what, I'll give you a match later, and if you win, you won't be in the thing. But I will consider it. So why would anyone agree to that? It's like saying, hey, I've got £100 in my pocket, and if you pick me up some food, maybe I'll give it to you. It's like, no, you are never going to give me that money. I'm going home. Anywho, the Judgment Day versus the Alpha Academy was next. And I had a great time with this, mostly because much like the last few weeks, for some reason, everyone loves Oatless now. So do I. Dable gets thrown into that mix too. But when he eventually did make the hot tag to the big man, everybody went crazy. And he even basically no-sold a big boot by Damien Priest. He hit the world's strongest slam, and he followed it up with the caterpillar. Dominic was then trying to be a dick as ever, but he failed massively because Gable just turned around and twonked him one. Although it did allow Damien Priest to get in there, because he wrecked Otis with a choke slam. But then all of a sudden Chad saw his opening, and he hit the chaos theory suplex on Priest. And because Demo is so big, that looked wonderful as ever the jailbird bird knew what to do though so he did go for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment but gable wasn't going to fall for that one and he reversed it into an ankle lock And it was just so damn smooth. The fans were absolutely desperate for this as well. So surely we do have to turn the Alpha Academy, but you can already figure out what happened. This is when Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor just started going distraction, distraction, distraction. And it all went bad. Because they allowed Priest to absolutely wreck Chad Gable when that wet biscuit Dominic saw what had happened. And he basically fell onto Chad and he got the win. Isn't he just wonderful to hate? So this really was very entertaining and both teams found their feet in 2022 and that that momentum has now carried on into 2023. And I like this because I like them. Up. Mia Yim versus EO Sky was after this. I mean, what is happening? Now it was alright and Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae were out here too, and we have been teasing this over the last few weeks. And it was a proper wrestling tennis match, in the sense that it was you do something and I'll do something, now you do something and I'll do something. Eventually, Yim was able to hit the eat defeat as well, which of course is when Dakota jumped on the apron and just went distraction like she was a Pokemon. But Candice was having none of that, so she pulled her off the apron. But this is when Sky gave Candice LeRae a drop kick. And that was dumb, because she turned around, and Mia Yim hit the EAT defeat, and she just got the victory. So the match was good while it lasted, and I did get into it, so I am going to give it an up. But all four of these are totally directlessness. Now, obviously, it's going to build to a tag team match, but I actually forgot the damage control. were the women's tag team champions, because they basically just come out with Bailey and stand there going, well, I don't know what we're going to do. We shouldn't be doing that. These are good wrestlers. Down. We continued everything with Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair afterwards. My word, it's getting freaky deaky. Because Belair was here first and she was all like, I know I've only been away for a couple of weeks, so I'm so happy to be back. But also, I still want to have a match with Alexa Bliss. And I was like, you don't need to do that. You're the champion. Although to be fair to Bianca Belair, the last time she was here, Alexa took her and she threw her into Simba the Still Steps. As soon as he told Bliss to come out as well, Alexa agreed, so that was very nice of her. But she was also talking in riddles because she was all like, well, you fear me because you don't know what I'm going Going to do I was a bit like isn't that everybody on the human race like you never know what anyone is gonna do because you're not them this then continued because alexa was all like well why are you giving me these options and valer was like well you wanted the choice so i'm giving you the choice but here is the deal they're gonna have a tag team title match not a tag team they're gonna have a title match at the Royal Rumble. Look what this feud has done to me, I've gone nuts. Bianca Belair then kicked the crap out of Alexa Bliss because she was all like, well, you're not gonna get away with it that easily. And just as she was about to hit a KOD amongst the fans, all of a sudden down this little passageway, Uncle Howdy was there, complete with music and his blue light. (laughs) He was essentially dancing. And Bianca could not handle this, so I was dying with laughter. If you're a professional wrestler, and anyone does anything that could be deemed a distraction, you are totally obsessed by it. It did work though, because Alexa was able to reverse it and hit a DDT on the floor, So I can only imagine we're going to get to the Royal Rumble, Uncle Howdy will be back and he shall help Alexa Bliss become the Raw Women's Champion. Otherwise, what the hell was the point? So I'm a bit worried how this does end because it could be a bit confusing. But look, is it ever boring? No. And do I find myself invested? Yes. And then Porter's Hour. He got killed, too. Kilianna Pierce is not a nice person either because he had chosen Bronson Reed to take on Tazawa, and Bronson absolutely wrecked this dude. I mean, at one point, he power-bombed him into Barry Barricade. And that made me all wibbly jibbly. Looked horrible. He also just threw him around the ring before he hit the tsunami. And honestly, that big splash off the top rope. I don't think anyone does it better than Bronson Reed. He got the win, he's going into the Royal Rumble. And while he won't be the last man standing, I was a bit like, well, he should at least throw a few dudes out there. It also means within five minutes, I bet a lot of fans were like, well, who the hell is this guy? What an absolute beast. Seth Rollins promo after this, and he was all like, well, I just wanted to concentrate on the Raw Rumble, but management called me, and they said I had to be on the main event of Raw. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to win the main event of Raw, I'm going to beat Austin Theory for the US Championship, I'm then going to win the Raw Rumble, and then I'm going to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? If he did do that, I'd be totally cool with it. And of course, throughout this, he also went, heh. Just what he does. This was well-timed, too, because it was then time for our main event, which meant it was Seth Rollins taking on Bobby Lashley, taking on Dolph Ziggler, taking on Baron Corbin, (laughs) taking on The Miz, taking on Finn Balor in an elimination match, which I always enjoy, because you can watch it and see how WWE ranks all their wrestlers. Austin Theory was on commentary, too, and he had a great line where he was like, man, this is wonderful, because I grew up watching all of these guys. As it turns out, on the bottom of the totem pole of these six wrestlers is... The Miz, because after eight minutes, Seth Rollins gave him the curb stop. One, two, three. The best part about all of this is that minutes beforehand, Dolph Ziggler hit Bobby Lashley with the famouser, and the Miz had hit the skull-crushing finale boppy just kicked out so i was like miz you need a new move seth was on an absolute roll this evening as well because he also got rid of Dolphy boy blue afterwards when he hit the pedigree and What was really cool about this is that seconds beforehand ziggler had hit a super kick onto finn balor when he was in midair that rocked Lastly, he was then kicking the crap out of everyone when somebody hit the story mode button because you've already figured it out Out came MVP, and out came Omos. Now, given that Bobby Lashley is a wrestler, even though he was about to comply the Hurt Lock, he looked at these guys, and he was all like, what are you doing up here in my house? From nowhere, Balor then decided to take advantage, and he hit the Coupe de Gras onto Bobby Lashley, and just when it looked like he could pin him, Seth Rollins was back with another stomp. One, two, three. And I was like, right, clearly Rollins is not going to win this because we have given him everything. We then started teasing that Omos does have an agenda here because he started throwing Seth Rollins around. This is where Baron Corbin fell into the same trap because he looked at Omos and he totally forgot he was in a wrestling match because, again, if anything is happening outside the wrestling ring, a sports entertainer does not know what to do. So when he got back in the squared circle got speared by Bobby Lashley, and he was gone too. This then went nuts because Theory left the commentary table to hit Bobby Lashley in the head with the US title, and you already know who this annoyed, MVP and Omos, because they're trying to make Bob their friend, so they went after Austin Theory, and somehow that ended with Seth Rollins being back, and he curb stomped Omos onto Alan the announce table. He then got back in the ring, and it actually looked like he was going to be victorious in this thing, when MVP... <laughs> jumped onto the ring apron. He cast distraction. Seth had to give him the super kick, but when he turned around, Bobby Lashley hit the spear. One, two, three... He is now the number one contender for the US title. So you have to figure the Hurt Business are gonna help him win that one. And look at me, I actually have my hands together and you know what, I'm gonna get on my knees. That's right, I'm just ahead right now. Please make it happen, up. This was a great main event though, cause it was just so damn fun and everybody in it is so talented. And actually it tied into a Raw, which made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum tum. It now does feel like we have the momentum going to the Raw Rumble giving it an up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Raw. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. And you know the deal. Go to whatculture.com where you can read the ups and downs article, not written by me. So if you think I'm an absolute idiot, maybe you'll agree with that one instead. Follow us on social media at whatculturewwe and Simon at 316. We have a lot of ups and downs videos. I've told you once, I've told you twice. Type in your favorite show. And let's have some fun. My name's Simon for What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And yeah, the Raw Rumble is a week on Saturday. Hands up if you're excited. The hand stays in the up position.